Hi, you're listening to Oh Hey Heather, Tell Me a Story. Real stories, real experiences, by real people. I hope you enjoy. So it's Sunday morning, and there's easily a foot of snow. And I know that because of all the snowblower tracks of sidewalk are probably a roller deep when you walk between them. And it's been probably an okay winter for me. That's bizarre because I don't want winter. I don't care about winter. I actually, as I'm getting older, am understanding this whole snowbird thing. And now with work from home being the new rage and all that and pretty much the only thing I can offer and contribute to the American taxpayer is usually something that requires me to sit in front of a computer. So maybe it's more attainable than I've thought. However, this winter, I don't know that it's really been that bad and that's weird because this is the biggest snow we've had since we've left Iowa, in my opinion. This is the closest to what we were used to and we've discussed that a lot. And... I don't know if it's just where we are today, but we don't mind it. And maybe we don't mind it because we aren't on the go as much. However, we're still on the go. We still work every day and have to go out in this, get the car warmed up, slide in on a couple days. But all in all... I'm peculiarly okay with this winter being winter. That's so weird. Anyway, we've also noticed that when a lot of hobbies or events are taken away from you because of whatever, you find new ones to fill the time. And we don't have a lot of time, but we've found some of the simplest things is that we feed birds. We have bird feeders out back and... It's been amazing because we've been learning and observing. I know it sounds weird, but um, I'm not, it's not like I'm sitting there learning their tweets and trying to figure out how to be Sleeping Beauty and dance with them or anything like that. It's just, we really like cardinals. Just, you know, the, the whole meaning behind cardinals and then the fact that they stay together forever and, uh, they're the state bird of West Virginia and Ohio, so it's pretty, uh pretty relevant in our world and there are six cardinal couples that use our tree sometimes it might only be four of them sometimes it might be eh, usually there's probably eight so we can always guarantee there's four couples usually when they all come together but we don't we're not sure which are which and we're not getting that into the weeds It's more like counting the red dots in your tree. And I figured out, I think the reason why the the, the four couples are together is verbatim every time the women get on the feeder or under the feeder and the one woman will like kick it off down to the other ladies so that they're all eating. And while they're doing that, the males are all positioned in the tree to where each one of them is looking one way. So there's like east, south, north, west, and they're watching for the cats, you know, because I've 
talked before about the crazy feral cat problem in suburbias. Just that one guy lets that one cat go. It's all downhill from there. And they're fornicating on your shed roof. And birthing babies under your deck. But they take a look and they just watch their women. In fact, I'm in my bedroom right now and I can see one out my window. Because I'm at the height of the tree. (laughs) And we enjoy it. It's cool to watch them take care of one another. The way they work as a community. I figure it's like us going out for drinks on Wednesday nights, you know. There's usually a couple of us, but sometimes it gets a bigger group. And we go out, eat, have a good time, look out for one another, and head home. I feel like podcasts to me are the easiest thing to perform because it lets me just talk. And my mouth moves faster than my fingers. So if I type it, I'll be typing twice as long and then editing and then editing and then proofing and then proofing and then editing and editing because sometimes the way it comes out of my mouth isn't the way it should come out on my fingers. So I've just been struggling to do this because I'm even holding back like where I'm talking and step back that I've uh, recently invested in a venture where this company is um, building backyard offices that they just come delivered. They got a concrete pad on them so they can, you know, like you only need a brick here or there to get them level. And then you just plug them in and they're all ready to go. You picked your colors and floor type and got a little remote control from your house so you can get it warmed up or cooled down before you go out to it. They're really awesome. And sadly, where I'm at in my subdivision, we already have a shed that we need. For shed purposes and we couldn't put one in our backyard so here I am like backing and helping with the product that I really wish I could have because so we had a all right so here we go after my aunt moved out which is really bummed because we loved her living here after she moved out we had converted our family room in the basement to more of like a living suite just didn't have a bathroom I had a laundry sink and washing room, but no, like, tub or toilet. So you'd have to come upstairs, but we converted it into, like, a efficiency, you know? Like, here's your little living room, here's your little couch, and blah, 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 bed. Well, after she moved out, our 16-year-old was like, hey, you don't remember it being, like, a family room before anyway, so would it hurt if I moved in to the basement? And we thought, you know, it is all set up. I even... Uh, bought one of those like tension rods, you know, for a curtain because it's got like a wide entrance around the steps because we have a weight room down there too. But then there's just like this open room. So we hung a curtain, like tension rod in between them so that it was more like walking into a space because we're not going to build a door there. And I said, sure, go ahead. Well, then that meant the 14-year-old who was in the smallest of our three bedrooms, which is still a generous size. Like right now there's a full queen bed in there and some shelving and stuff and it looks really nice. But we let him move out of that one into his big brother's old room because it was bigger and had a bigger TV already mounted to the wall because we didn't have to move TVs because there was already that big nice one down in the family room. So we moved him into there. So that room became a makeshift guest bedroom, which we don't get very many guests I mean, even with COVID, we didn't get very many guests. So 
or without it or whatever before P, whatever, BCAC, after COVID, before COVID, and DC during COVID. And so I had a desk in there with computer, microphone, and everything, and I would just go into that room, shut myself in, and then I would do those podcasts. That's why for a while there I was cranking them out. And then what happened was COVID, and I realized my poor kids, my poor kids, they get to go to high school two days a week, if that, because they also have, like, snow, delays, you know, um, holidays that they have to balance on both. So like if there's no school for President's Day on Monday, then there's no school for Friday because those kids get those kids' day, so then they both get them. It's kind of like when your parents divorce and you get two Christmases. It's like that. So they really hardly even go. And that means that they are, you know, in their bedroom with a computer desk, which they used for gaming and communicating anyway. So they're literally on these computers... Like, you could say 24 hours a day, if you think about it, because their schedules are all jacked up, too, because the school set deadlines for midnight. So you, when you get, like, an assignment, it's, like, due by the end of day midnight or whatever to this uploaded system company thing they bought. So there's no, there's no point. My kids will be, like, 10 o'clock at night. They're finishing up a project, and then they start gaming with their friends after they all get them turned in together. And next thing you know, it's 3, 4 a.m., so then they just sleep till noon. And they're living like college kids at 14. But I'm not going to be yelling at them and putting more pressure on them because freaking 4.0, the ones getting graduate stuff, so I don't care, but I care about their well-being because we got to play board games. Let's go play in the snow. And they're like, you know. But anyway, so... I thought I could at least give him more of an apartment feel. So I got a nice new queen bed for the guest room because the other one was big and bulky. And um, I really appreciated it because it was my daughter's at one point, but it just didn't fit in there. So I got one of those, you know, platform things, little Ikea looking thing and shelving. And then I got rid of the computer and the computer desk out of there because in all the cube shelving that I took out of the other room, long story, I realized, you know, like the Maria Kondo lady where she was talking about sentimental. And I thought, man, you know, I have in this area of my dining room is where I keep my photo albums. But then at this place in the basement is where I store like all the kids' school stuff and things they did and like random, you know, stuff you don't know what to do with. But it's tokens of like milestone growth things. And like the Chuck E. Cheese picture or card he had made. Um, so anyway, I had stuff everywhere. So I combined them all and then did the cubes by like person and us. So it's like one box is just me and Mark's like cool, fun stuff like ticket stubs and memorabilia and just anything that we've gathered along the way that we don't want to toss away. And then I've got just cubes of photos in like sections and stuff. And then I have them in the guest room. So that when our guests are there, they can, you know, get nosy and dig in and, like, walk down memory lane with us. Because chances are they're our family or friends or somebody that's got a few with us. So, anyway, I did all that. But then I have Vance living in there. So, 
like that's his bedroom and then we bought a couch fold-out bed thing like one of those little college flip-out things and made his room with the office more like a living room so that he's got like his bathroom bedroom living room little ensuite up there and then we're on the other half with our master suite so that's a very long explanation but the uh the point of it is I have nowhere to privately go anymore and here I am pushing a company that could sell me exactly what I would need and I would love a room that is disconnected from this house that sits out in the backyard with all the amenities I need so that I can do this kind of stuff and my kids can go out there and do school if they want or it just becomes like a dedicated focus room for whatever it is we're trying to get done. I don't know, I could put arts and crafts out there. Like It could just be the room. Even games, we could go out there and make it the game room. I don't know. It's just the place where you detach, you know? Everybody needs to detach. And I right now just need a door, but I feel like as much as I think I would want to work from home, I'm appreciative that I have to go to work at least 70% of the time, but I also appreciate that I can come home and work if I need to just unwind because being alone in front of that computer with no distractions is sometimes needed to do the other half, which is creation and ideas and focus, you know, getting her done, digging in, not relating to others, but I love relating to others too. I would never want to be too isolated, but I also wouldn't want to have to just sit in my house and try to find a place to work privately. I mean, other than my walk-in closet that I'm like going in and out of, but it's too hollow sounding is little bathrooms, but bathrooms are going to be really hollow and then you're going to sound tinny and people are like, is she in a bathroom? But yeah. So Sunday mornings, I got a mimosa my husband's out helping somebody else. I tell you, I wish he would just start a business. I've told him and told him. He's got a nice job. I, I agree with him, but doing exactly these things. But he seems to be more and more out and about with people needing his assistance. Like right now, he's out and showing somebody how you're supposed to lay floor because they've been trying and they can't get it started. So he's going to go out there. He told me it'll just be a few hours, but he'll get like a good run going for him and teaching him and then I'll head home because he ain't doing it. <laughs> and it's not because he's mean or rude. It's because, I mean, we work a lot of hours. So we like our Sundays. And, uh, but I still appreciate that he and I have as much time together as we do because we, we really do have a lot of time together and have a lot of great time together. And, you know, like my best friend, her husband sells cars. She's in mortgage finance, so... They don't see each other like we do. They get usually 1.5 days a week where we get every evening and two. So I'm very, very appreciative of our new life. When we lived in Iowa, not so much. He worked 14-hour shifts on the weekends and second shift three nights a week. And then I worked day jobs. So I don't miss that. It worked for the kids, though. It helped keep our kids out of daycare a lot. They still had to go, but not like they would have if we were both working the same shifts. But like them, our kids are older now, so it'd be nice to just be able to be together. And working from home. 
I really feel like, like you gotta, I know you can't, a lot of people are like, no, I don't ever want to go back. Or there's companies that are saying, why waste all the money when we can get the same stuff done from the way we're set up and I don't need to rent something. And I'm like, you're exactly right. But there's got to be something you can do to break it apart. I mean, there, there are a lot of people out there that are fortunate enough to have a dedicated office in their home. But not everybody. And then what we've talked about is just getting land. And once we have the land, depending on where we're at financially, just start building our own dream ranch, which, you know, is pretty modest. I think we we agreed that three bedroom, two bath, and then finish a basement would be more than ample space to host people and have friends and family over, but also just have a nice house that's one level out in the on land with woods. And um, we could even do it slowly because Mark wants to build it himself, and I don't blame him. I think that's awesome. I think it would be so cool to know that he built our house. We talk about doing a machine shed house too. We don't know, but right now you can't find land. Like the minute anything goes up, something's snatched. And I get it because I'm one of many that I wouldn't think would even be looking into that. But there's either a humongous influx of out-of-state people flooding to states like ours... Where, you know, it's safe, crime's down, it's it's not too crazy for spending, you know, we're like, I don't know where we'd be in cost of living, probably, well, heck, I mean, compared to places like California and New York and New Jersey and those kinds of places, yeah, we're way affordable compared to places like West Virginia. We're, uh, we're the rich folk. So just depends on where you're from and what your perspective is. But either way, people are flocking in here like crazy. And apartment complexes are going up all over. It's like, why can't we build single-dwelling homes? But, hmm, all right, more complexes. So this housing market is insane. And people are putting down cash that's like thousands and thousands above even asking just so they can jump on something on the first day it lists. It's like realtors now have to be inside traders, not MLS watchers. And I'm like, in a, we're in a really good place with the financial equity of our home and how much longer we have. I mean, 10 years, I'll be mortgage-free. So maybe we just keep socking away the mortgage until we figure out where we want to be. Maybe we want to go to Florida. Maybe we want to go... Maybe we're going to have to put something in Iowa at some point. I don't know. I've got three years of kids in school, and then we'll see where we're at. But in the meantime, we search for land, and no, no. It gets snatched up fast. So it's going to be a while for me to get an outside office. Or room, or studio, or whatever it may be. But I'm grateful for what we have. We have a very, very nice, quaint place. And I just have to be more aware of how to get away and be able to record things like this. Yeah.
I think that all the shifting in routine and personal life in a lot of ways has been good and in a lot of ways has been bad. Um, I know that I'm trying to not be reading headlines, but I was working on some private projects this weekend where I was looking for different places to submit press releases for news consideration. You know, everybody has different guidelines and the way they want them. So, Gate put me back up on the internet looking for opportunities of submission for stories. And now I have to search mainstream media, which I don't do. Normally I don't do any of that. That's why I had to actually search for who to search for because I'm so out of touch with press anymore. It's it's just not something I've had to do. And I've changed my entire beliefs, even though I've media buying was like one of the most passionate, cool, fun things I think I've ever done. And I could talk media for days, but now I'm like, oh, I thought I could. And so anyway, I'm out there searching for things and I'm seeing these headlines that I'm not even going to submit a story, even if I can figure out where to put it. I'm not, I'm, I don't care. I don't want their platform. I don't want it because it's so fake. Oh my gosh, I can't believe some of the things I read. I'm like, how's that even legal? That doesn't, you don't even have anything to back that or prove that. I read that they censored an Ohio man because he made a, a horrible accusation that no teen under 19 has died from coronavirus. And it was taken down, rejected, banned everywhere because another press, get this, not a, not a medical facility, not a health place, nothing, another media press confirmed conspiracy because indeed 10 teens under 19 had died with coronavirus. Granted, with coronavirus and from coronavirus are two separate things. So a lot of times they just say of because it leaves it all gray of, well, did they get in a car crash while sick with COVID or did they have COVID and it killed them? Like, big difference. And depending on how things are filed, we'll never know. But you can ask anyone in those fields that record death certificates. They'll tell you the whole story. It's very interesting. Luckily, freedom of speech has not gotten cut back from face to face even though there's less and less face-to-face. But most people that are living in the civilian world that we all have, where we're just stuck in the middle listening to all of it and watching it go down, is that we all know somebody that knows something that makes this smell. Like, I don't know about this. So anyway, if that stuff's on there, I just get out of that website and try to find another one. I found a few. I think I've got a handful of places I've sent it so far, and we'll see what happens. But I'm not necessarily looking for one to be one way or the other. I'm looking for them to not be that way. I'm looking for their only objective to be what their their information is to make people better and grow. That's why I like, you know, like magazines or articles where it's just trying to help you become a better person, whether it be through leadership or learning or understanding of what's happening, but that there's nothing politically to gain from either side, and it's just for the betterment of what they say they're trying to do. Because nowadays everything goes one way or the other. It's like they're <sighs> drawing lines and drawing lines and drawing lines for nothing. Nothing. I want to go back to where we were all 
90% of us were all pretty much okay with each other as long as we were all chill and working and not committing crimes. I mean, that's where it all breaks down, isn't it? Criminal behavior, not anything else. At least that's what I thought. I thought every single person, no matter what color, that was pursuing the American dream to better themselves as they were the generation before is pretty freaking cool. Doesn't matter what generation you came back at. I'm sure, yeah, I'm seven generations into being American. Some people are one generation, some people are two. We're all working our way up. I mean, even here, the reason why our housing market is so nuts is because, one, we do have a flood of people coming in, but that's not the gist of it. The gist of it is all the people that have already been here and lived here, some mostly their whole lives, continually work their way up into better homes. So they sell what they've got to get something bigger, better, grander that fits what their dream of awesomeness I've made it are. It's the American dream. In fact, in our subdivision, it's now three subdivisions into one. When we moved here, there were two. Now there's three. And they keep expanding it still. And they're like themed. So like the first area is more of like spices. I'm in where it's all after like trees and wood and stuff. And then the new one is all about like horses and Kentucky stuff and all that. So there's a lot of people that moving up means you're moving out of the spices and you're moving over to the horses. A lot of people are doing that. A lot of people are going in town to out of town or building or buying brand new because there's lots of brand new developments going up. And everybody's just kind of doing the the musical chair shift because there are people that would do anything to be able to live in the spices because they're working their way up. And we're all working our way up together and we all get along and we all go to the same stores and we all see people at restaurants and don't think twice about nothing. I don't care. We have friends that speak different languages as their first and now speak the others and I don't, we don't have any problems. I, anyway... I'm blessed, I'm lucky, I'm fortunate, I get it. But due to the manufacturing boom of this area, we have all different races here all the time. And most of them even fly in from their countries to go to the research lab. So I I don't know, I guess I'm just... Shake my head, I don't know. I guess I was asleep at the wheel this whole time. I didn't realize all these problems existed. But one thing I have realized, shoot, I'm done. If if you're, in my opinion, supporting some of this stuff that's just making things bad, I don't I'm not supporting you with my money, even if it's only eight bucks a month. I've been canceling everything. It's freeing. I haven't even been on Facebook in probably six weeks, and I do miss seeing good things about people. I really do. I'll even have friends say, did you see this, or did you know so-and-so had this? And I'd be like, no, that's awesome. Yeah, I was on Facebook. Oh, well, thanks. To where I realized I just have friends that can tell me what I'm not seeing, and it's still fine with me because I only get the highlights, and that's all it should have been. There's no way out. I know. We're tracked every which way to Sunday. I'm sure Apple or Facebook know I took a crap this morning and let them know which bathroom I used. But it doesn't mean I still can't just keep cutting cords everywhere I can cut cords. And it's not necessarily because I'm saying, haha, you can't get me. It's more I'm saying, 
haha, you can't get me. Like, you're not breaking me down. You're not going to make me forget to think for myself or have my own opinions or question when something doesn't make sense or continue believing that I'm not any different or worse than anyone else and that I shouldn't feel guilty about that. Every one of us did not choose to which our soul was placed into what body. But we do choose what we do now that we're in it. And uh, I just don't. This division. The thing is, is you know who's stirring the pot? Like if you were to look at the pot, because we're in the pot. We're not, we're not the, the ladle, the thick stirrer. We're, we're actually what's in it. You know, we're the stew. And uh, they don't care about us. They're just like, make me soup. Okay, here's all of our money. Have fun with it when you go across seas and buy Chinese girlfriends and stuff. Love it. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'll get back to work now. Oh, here's my social security too. I'm glad I won't have it when I'm done. But my whole thing is that I just want everybody to realize that we don't hate one another and we all just want the American dream and let's just have the American dream. And if you're not and you're a criminal and you're a bad person and you're hurting people, then you will leave and we want you out of here now. And I want all of these elite Hollywood people that live in a gated community with paid security telling us to get out there and fight for what's right and to go suck a big fat one. All they do is hide around the sexual predators, the pieces of crap. How many of those girls rode Harvey Weinstein to get their acting gigs? I'm sorry, sure, you were a victim, but you made the choice. And you sold out and you didn't do the right things, but you're wanting me to do the right things now. Really? Tell you what, quit hiding secrets. How many of you guys let R. Kelly mess around with those little kids and keep them captive for years and you knew it? You knew. Looking the other way. What, you don't think you're homie politicians that you're hanging out with don't do the same dang thing you're all stuck in ego land every one of you want a career for yourself want you to be on the headlines want you to be the best whether it be senate seats or oscar seats y'all sell out ricky gervais's talk was bomb epic and they should listen to it over and over and over again and if you think they don't know about what's going on with kids and trafficking and how it all works, you're full of it because they know. Everybody gets to a certain point in their billionaires that they get invited to a Bohemian Grove and they go and they play their little clubs. That's not crazy. That's not conspiracy. That's fact. And if you don't believe me, ask a Scientologist. Don't listen to what any of them tell you to do. None of them. I don't. Because the minute they try to tell me what to do, I'm done. I'm out. I don't want to hear you anymore. They're all afraid of losing their paychecks, of losing their gates and fences, and having to, dare not they say, (gasps) return to the life we live. That's what they don't want. So what are they going to do? They're going to make us do it for them. No. Suck one. That's all I got to say. So I'm cutting and I'm cutting and I'm cutting. And all the ones out there that are bailing out jail people, come on. You know that they're destroying everything. This is such a sham. This is such a sham. Oh, my gosh. 
It's the same reason why they're letting all these sanctuary cities go, man. If somebody took your kid and did something bad to your kid, and then you find out that nothing happened to them, and oh, by the way, we did catch them, but we're not even going to register them. Like, nah, it's fine. They're building voters. That's what they're doing. They would rather us die, have kids abused, live in horrible city situations that are like third world country suffrage, which, by the way, we don't care about third world countries either. The next time I see someone walking over there going, oh, feel bad about them, feel bad about them, I'll be like, you know what happens over there and you won't even help them. I think that hashtag me too should be over in Africa helping the women save their vaginas from being mutilated with knives because they don't want women to enjoy sex. Let's talk about that. Okay, okay. Anyway, now I'm getting sarcastic, but I just get so passionate about it because we allow so much abuse right under our nose, and I'm so thankful that I'm woke to it because I'm not going to stop now. I'm so passionately driven to say the golden rule is all that matters, and we are getting caught up in the wrong arguments and the wrong fights. The fights should be for protecting our people at all costs. I always say, clean your house before you throw a party. Don't let people invited in untracked. Just do the right process. And let's fix our own people because we know darn well that we're broken and we have a lot of people to fix. We'll get a lot more fathers in this place. That's what I want, more fathers. I wish every person in the world could be married to the health of the spouse I have and I know that my spouse would say the same and we're building a strong family not perfect strong and we love one another very very much and we are those cardinals looking out for each other and I think that if everyone has that no matter what I don't even care if it's any of the letters of the alphabet Consensual adult relationships that give you security and hope are the things that matter most. And we celebrate way too many people, like on The Bachelor, really? How can anyone have a relationship work when you leave there knowing he had sex with at least two other people and made out with every single one of them? And couldn't figure out or pick until he had bed with all of you which one he really wanted. What? That's how we base relationships. I know it's just a show, it's a reality, it's funny, whatever. But what if they reverse it and after he meets all of them, he picks the one that he felt the most connection with naturally because of some weird like, oh, love at first sight notion. And they get to just hang out. Get this, until, who knows, they decide, I don't need to be on the show. Then they bring in a new bachelor. And then they bring in a new bachelor. And then maybe they decide, you know what, we're not the right ones. And he's like, me too, I'm sorry. And then he's like, you know what, this was my other choice. Okay, let's see where that goes. Stay tuned. I don't know. We push face filters for kids and people so that they can adjust the way they truly look so that their pictures will look better on social media and get shared more and liked more. It's called Facetune 2. Check it out, it's in your app store.
Change your face. Be fake. Come on. Oh, and by the way, you're, you only matter if you have a blue check mark. If you don't have a blue check mark, you don't have influence over me. I need to see that blue check mark before I realize that you're somebody special. Just saying. Come on, guys. We're better than this. Our children need us. We need them to have space, connection. We're going to go bowling here in an hour. I can't wait. Let's just go bowling. You know, I got a mask at Walmart from China, and it's white, and it's got fringes hanging all around the front of it like it's a uh, skirt, like a 40s skirt, you know, like, uh, or like a, uh, I know it's not traditional garb, but some, it reminded me of like somebody that was like belly dancing or something, but uh, anyway, I got it, and it's hilarious. Thank you, China. Thank you for the virus. Thank you for the mask. It'll give me a hoot while I'm doing my essential shopping in the big grocery stores because I can't go to the bar. All right, that's all I got for now. Take care, everybody. Lighten up, laugh, tell jokes, share love, send cards to people, do nice things. It's Lent season. We got a country to save. And there you have it, another episode of Oh Hey Heather. I hope it has made you think of a story of your own or how you could relate to this one, or if anything, just something you could enjoy. Thanks everyone and have a great one.